0: Ram Dama's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 2, Military Maneuvers. The large-framed General Kellogg had his feet propped up on his messy desk. He was attempting to talk with several people on a static-filled wall screen. His tone was very serious and abrupt and he used unclear technical phrases, but the reporters on the other end seemed to thrive on his military style. You can see how concisely this manifests itself, gentlemen. We have been blessed with a conservative government in Washington for the past 50 years. Now this new welfareism is spreading like prairie fire. Bleeding-hearted liberals who would form a subsidy Americana. No, gentlemen, that is not my vision for America. General, said the mustache man to the right,
1: We're having trouble reading you.
0: Oh, well, this is this damn static. And drop the general crap. It's Matt. Got that?
1: Very well, Matt.
0: He said, smiling.
1: You mentioned the new welfareism. Do you think that this is the most serious threat to the country?
0: I know you asked the question with all sincerity. The static was still upsetting him. Your network has been very supportive of the space program as well as the conservative movement. But I must confess with all candor, Mr. Woods, that this new welfareism, as much as I despise it, is not the most pressing threat to this country. You could look across the spaceport down here and you'd be able to view one of our short-range transports, our SRTs. We have equipped that transport to lift over 400 of our citizens, average people, as well as dignitaries, into outer space to see what space is all about.
1: I've heard, General,
0: said another reporter,
1: that this mission is do or die for the space program. In fact, the entire age.
0: I will address that. The gist of what I'm saying is, our adversaries would like nothing better from us, to use a 20th century phrase, to abandon the space race. Because you and you can broadcast this, whoever controls outer space will not just control the real estate. No, sir, whoever controls outer space will have a blank check to control commerce, power, and the thoughts of mankind. In short, A command of the heavens means directing the destiny of the human race.
1: Those are bold words, General Amak. Do
0: you? The reporter was interrupted by what sounded like a loud Morse code signal. A red light under the outside window was flashing madly. General Kellogg's face became placid. Ah, I'm sorry. Sorry to cut this short, gentlemen, he said, swinging his feet off the desk. I will definitely get back to you he said, pushing a large orange button and dissolving their images. He leaped up from his chair and ran to the console under the window. As he hit a code into several buttons, a tiny screen popped up on the panel. A scrambled picture filled the monitor. Kellogg pulled a pocket-sized converter out of the drawer and linked into the entire system. Immediately, a short man with a crew cut appeared inside a phone booth. Hernandez, you keep hounding me. I don't have to remind you that we're involved in a very sensitive mission. Any breach could be fatal. You don't need my permission every time you want to take a leak.
1: General, we have a grave problem.
0: Problem? What problem?
1: I, I don't know how to tell you this, General.
0: Just tell me. It,
1: it's Colonel Hutchinson, sir. He's, he's,
0: he's escaped. Kellogg stood up and beat his fist on the console. His iron face became bright red, perspiration forming on his forehead. You have to be joking. Hutchinson on the loose? Damn you, Hector. This man can only ruin my career. He can send the space program, the whole damn country, down the tube. It's impossible. Impossible. We had to
1: get a new charging unit for the turbo, and we were uh, just back on the highway, and Hutchinson somehow way
0: out at 80 miles an hour. You did have him cuffed. This will be your ass, Hector. The general was beside himself in anger. Are you still in Boston? No, no. Wor-
1: Worcester, Worcester. In central Massachusetts.
0: I'm sending extra men up there. He said as he activated a readout screen. He punched the coordinates into the computer, and a map of the area came over the monitor. You know, this is really unbelievable. And you know what this means, Hector. Hutchinson isn't stupid. He'll figure it out. I knew it. I knew this would happen. I have the map on the screen. Where exactly are you?
1: He got out on Grafton Street, General. It paralyzed the roadway. It's near a transport of trains.
0: Yeah, I've got the section, said Kellogg, blowing up the image. I'm typing into the satellite. In just a few seconds, the general had the actual overhead view of the area. Incredibly, he could see Hernandez straddling the boothway door. I see you, Hector.
1: Shall I alert the authorities, sir?
0: No! Find him! You have more of our people. Just get Hutchinson and put him on a chopper and get him the hell out of there. The rear door to his office slid open. The general worked frantically, deactivating the console and pulling the converter out of the system. As he leaned back in his chair, a short, pudgy man with dirty blonde hair walked into the room. He adjusted his black framed glasses as he looked at Kellogg. Haven't you ever heard of buzzing, Barrett? Just because you're a public relations director, that doesn't give you the right to come bursting into my office. Walter Stoddard is on his way down here, said Barrett oblivious to the General's hostility. Why is the Director coming down here? Kellogg asked apprehensively. He's with Congressman Folsom. The Congressman is one of the dignitaries on the SRT flight. I've been sort of taking him around with the Director, said Barrett in a pompous tone. Oh, you have, have you? asked the General. He was not impressed with Barrett, who acted like a college professor on tenure unafraid of losing his job, and impervious to all the criticism. The congressman is very impressed with what I've shown him. Now all this bullshit!' cried Kellogg. He went over to his desk and poured himself a drink. "'I wouldn't do that, Matt,' warned Barrett, as he gently grabbed the gruff general's wrist. "'It wouldn't be good for our image, and I've always said that image is everything.' Kellogg sneered at Barrett and downed the glass of whiskey. Walter Stoddard escorted the congressman into the office. Stoddard was a short man with a very thin mustache and a slightly receding hairline. He was very formal in public, but in private, he was a solid decision-maker who would do anything to preserve the space program. Hello, Matt, and glad you're here. This is Congressman Folsom from Illinois. Congressman, said Kellogg, shaking the lanky man's hand. General, I must say that everyone is bending over backward to be helpful down here at the spaceport. I didn't know that Pete could bend over at all, smiled Kellogg. Right. I've been most available to discuss any question or show our visit is anything at the spaceport. Why, just last week, Senator Rostein and his party were down here. He told me that if my tour was indicative of the space program, he might start getting more money down here. That's just great, Pete, Pete, great story, great story, Mumbled Kellogg, rolling his eyes. He hated Barrett's perpetual ego. One more thing, Congressman, said started, is to try once again to open up the program. That is what this SRT flight is all about. <laughs> I must say, laughed Folsom, that the prospect of being hurtled into space is a little unsettling, but I'm generally looking forward to it. "'Good, good,' said Barrett, patting the congressman on the shoulder. "'I've been in space many a time. "'However, every time I still have that thrill in the pit of my stomach. "'Now I have to get back to Washington. "'I just wanted the general to meet the man who's been in charge of security all these years.' "'A real pleasure, congressman,' said Kellogg, his voice grinding. "'I'm sure we'll be seeing more of each other before the flight.' "'I am sure,' said Folsom as they prepared to leave. "'Thank you, Matt.' Kellogg watched them move into the corridor. As the door slid shut, he raced back to his scrambled monitor. It was as if this whole world were ripping apart, and all because of the prisoner, Colonel Hutchinson, a man who possessed devastating knowledge." Join us again next week for another adventurous episode of the Dama's Kingdom, Who is He Who Commands the Masses? Produced by Fitton Theatre of the Words.